You have been warned. Refrain from listening if you do not want to be spoiled on the events that take place in the MCU. You magically wake up in a world that's completely flipped on its head. Panic ensued. You search for where you are and feels familiar. It's no different than the world you live in. You look at the posters promoting dealing with the blip. And the year of the bottom reads 2018 to 2023. Outside the window, you see people with extraordinary abilities helping those in need. Explaining to some of the confused people on the situation while it's Others are getting the necessary medical help. If you don't know where you are, well, you're in for a ride. You're part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the Mad Titan Thanos has just been defeated. Where to next? Your story might not be the most important in this world, but those of many heroes, villains, anti-heroes, and organizations are to be explored. Welcome to the Voice of RVIS podcast. Here at Trafar Views International School, it's great to have you here. These are your hosts, Eric and Hamid. We are going to explore the timeline of the Marvel Universe and what's in store post-snap. We're bringing in a massive Marvel enthusiast to discuss with us so you, the listener, can leave this conversation with a newfound joy for the MCU. But before any of that, we want to test some of the community on their knowledge on the MCU. Let's not wait much longer. Check out the Marvel Vox Pop Quiz. Thank you, Hamid and Eric. Welcome to our Marvel Vox Pop Quiz. Let's get started. Level one, what does the MCU stand for? Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. 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 Mm, Marvel Characters. Uh, Marvel Corporate. Next question. Who was the first Avenger? I don't know. Captain America. Captain America. Captain America. Um, Captain America. Uh, Captain America. Captain America. Final question for this level. What is Black Panther's real name? Ah, T something. T... Ch- ch- uh, ch- T something, wait. I know it. Childless, something like this. C H A I L I S, something like this. T'Challa. T'Challa. King T'Challa. Uh, hmm. T'Challa. Uh, T'Challa. T'Challa. Congrats, everyone who passed the level one section. Now on to level two. First question, who is the main villain in Infinity War and Endgame? Um, Thanos. Thanos? Um, Thanos. 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 What is Thor the god of? Thunder. Thunder? Thunder. 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 Can you name all of the members of the original Avengers? Uh, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Captain America, Thor, Hulk... And Iron Man. Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Captain America. Am I missing someone? Did I say Black Widow, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Thor. No, Hulk. Hulk, yes. 
uh, Captain America, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, uh, Black Widow, um, who am I missing? I'm missing one. Um, Hawkeye. Captain America, uh, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Thor. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hawkeye, Black Widow. What is the name of Thor's hammer? Mjolnir. Mjolnir. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, t -t 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 can't remember. Um, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Or Stormbreaker. All right. Congrats again to everyone who made it past level two. It's going to get a bit harder now for level three. First question. How many actors have played Spider-Man? If you can name all of them, you'll gain bonus points. Tobey Maguire, um, Tom Holland, and Andrew Garfield. Three. Three, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. What is Captain America's shield made out of? A vibranium. Vibranium and adamantium. And the final question now, what race is Ronan the Accuser a part of? Yes. The Kree. Wow, some of you have made it really far. Congrats to you, but we have the final level now. Good luck. What was the place called that Doctor Strange went to when his hands broke? Kamartage in Nepal. Who was killed by Loki in the original Avengers? Phil Coulson. Who does the Mad Titan sacrifice to acquire the Soul Stone? Gamora. Congratulations, Gabriel from grade 12. You are officially pronounced the MCU expert on behalf of the voice of RRAS. Now let's go back to the studio. Hey, Hammond, what do you think of some of the results on the quiz? I think that I will make it on to level 4 on our MCU Vox Pop quiz. You know, Eric, I bet I could one-up you. I got all the questions correct. Real funny, man. Anyways, it's clear to see that many people have clear interest in the MCU, because I know that as I'm one of those many people. Who doesn't? What also stands out to me are the multiple life lessons to be gained from the MCU. I know, right? Just like that time, Ant-Man gained back his family's trust by literally just doing the right thing for once. He did kinda get sent to prison during the Civil War, but that's besides the point. We see in Ant-Man 2 that he and his daughter, Kathleen, are having the time of their lives. You know what's something I also love? How the many groups that work together to take down the Mad Titan Thanos, the Avengers, the Guardians of the Galaxy, all of Wakanda, and there's more that I pre even um, probably forgot to mention. But how did we get to that point? Well, why don't we review the timeline? We'll start with The Incredible Hulk. What a disastrous movie that was. The least successful movie, in fact. The film has a worldwide box office take of about $263,000. But from there, all of Phase 1 were of immense success. Avengers was a wonderful cherry on top for all this. For a more in-depth breakdown, Phase 1 introduces who each member of the Avengers are, with all but two receiving their own solo movies. Fan favorites such as Iron Man, Captain America, and Loki all originate from this phase. Phase 2 takes this and sends it to Hyperdrive, 
we see more of the Divine Infinity Stones and what their possible powers have in store. However, there are also many internal problems within the universe. We meet heroes like the Guardians of the Galaxy, Vision, and the Winter Soldier. And I honestly can't express how much I love the movie in this phase. Although phase 1 might be where the legends were born and phase 3 where the stories all converge, phase 2 provided us with so many good, feel good stories, new personalities and perspectives and gave us our last true moments of the Avengers before a civil war broke them up. Something important that's been mentioned earlier is that throughout the entire MCU there has been almighty infinity stones covering six singularities that the universe has to offer the space mind reality power time and soul stones to be specific yeah yeah and covering six the six singularities the universe has to offer these infinity stones give their users immense power through each movies we have seen forms of these great entities be in use for both good and bad well in phase three they're inevitably put together by the mad titan Thanos. With a couple of follow-up movies just before the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame were blockbusters that saw all the heroes fight together to take down the immense danger. It's too crazy that so much can happen over 10 to 15 years. But here's where we are now, phase 4, what's next? It's gonna be weird hearing of new characters that are gonna help Earth's mightiest heroes. Disney announced countless titles and much more unnamed to showcase pre and post snap life in a Marvel universe. Settings for movies are all varied, but right now the most important is Spider-Man No Way Home, The Eternals and Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. With all this talk of new movies, theories pop in and out and we want to explore some of them. As well as analyze what the future has in store for a Marvel Cinematic Universe, we brought in a Marvel enthusiast who knows a lot of information about the story being created and has some action-packed theories of her own. So without further ado, let's go talk to her. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Uh, let's start with your name. Hi, I'm Susie. Hi Susie, um, how are you feeling today? I'm very well, how are you? I'm feeling good, thank you for asking. Could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Um, yeah, I suppose I can. Um, I used to be a civil engineer in a previous life, and we moved to Bahrain about two and a half, three years ago. And now I work with a cat rescue charity, and I'm a bit of a Marvel fan. Um, when you say you're a bit of a Marvel fan, what do you mean by that? Um, I think when we all decided that it was okay to be a nerd, and the comic book things started really taking off in a way with Iron Man, etc. Mm -hmm. I think I bored my husband to death about how excited I was that this was now a thing. Because um, as a kid in the in the 70s and 80s, as I was, the the old cartoons were just part of you. Moving on, uh, what's your favorite upcoming MCU movie and why? That would be the new Doctor Strange movie for me. I really enjoyed the first one and. Um, I like the whole concept, I think it's really stylized. I enjoy the 70s vibe of it, it's a little bit trippy. I'm excited about the characters and I'd like to see what Cumberbatch is going to do with Doctor Strange moving forward. He seems a lot more comfortable now in the role and um, I think, or I assume that they're going to try and make him like the new Tony Stark type character, you know, I think he's going to be 
like the patriarch more or less in that and I think he's going to guide Peter Parker and I think they're probably going to use that movie to explain a lot of the, the, the multiverse to mm -hmm. us as well. I agree with you saying that he will guide Peter Parker and the characters will look up to him as they looked up to Tony. You mentioned that Doctor Strange was your favourite character. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy Doctor Strange. I think there's just something very different about him in the context of the, of the rest of the Marvel Universe to me. You know, He's obviously a super clever guy. We know this is obviously a doctor, but um, I think just the, there's just something more edgy about him and, and, and that sense of mystique as well um, that I really am drawn to and, and the actor as well, I think Cumberbatch is superb. So um, Susie, who's your favourite um, actor in Marvel? Um, well Cumberbatch I love obviously, um, he's superb and, and Chris Evans, I mean he was something else as Captain America. I don't think they could have cast that movie any better. Yep, I agree with you on that. But the sad part is that Chris Evans just retired from his roles, and it's like a really sad part because, like, to me personally, I feel like there's no other person that could ever replace him because, like, he's like the definition of the perfect actor to act as Captain America for me. I totally agree with you. I think, um, you know, it is big shoes to fill, and I don't know what Mackie's going to do with it. He's going to have to be his own man, but is he ever really going to be Cap, and is anybody going to really accept that? To me, it's kind of weird that um, a single actor is going to be playing two different Marvel characters at the same time. Makes you wonder what they are going to do, though, because that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me at all. There's a, yeah, and I think also with... I think there was an opportunity there where they could have kind of followed the comic book line and gone with Bucky and didn't, and... I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't, I don't really get it. And I think now when we're moving into Phase 4 as well, how many of these characters from the first few phases are going to make it through to 4 and 5. Speaking of Phase 4, what are the repercussions of Endgame in your opinion? Where to start? I mean, I loved that movie, I thought it was perfect, and the whole on your left thing, and ah! It just left everybody with so many feelings. I mean, the biggest takeaway from me is obviously we're going to get a new cap. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit terrifying because I think we all loved Evans, which we've discussed to death, clearly. Uh, and then, you know, no Stark, who's going to fill that gap? What's the dynamic of the Avengers going forward going to be? You know, we've had Evans slash Captain America um, as the moral compass. Yeah. And we've had the wisecracking genius. Are we going to go for the same tropes? Are we going to shift away entirely going into phase four? I mean, Eternals, what are they going to be? Are they going to be the new Avengers? Or are we going to get something entirely different? You know, what what's, what's going to happen there on, on the back of... Venom and Shang-Chi, uh, etc. On the topic of Venom, what do you think about the after credit scene? Well, I think it's pretty obvious from that that Venom is part of the MCU now. Mm -hmm. That's that that's been absorbed. I think what we're going to see now is, or wonder now more of it, is Venom now going to be a pure villain or is he going to be an anti-hero? Personally, I'd like to go down the anti-hero route. That would suit my sensibility more. And when we go into the new Spider-Man release in December, I think what they're hinting at there is that Venom is going to be the villain with a very small V in inverted commas. Because, I mean, I think it would make more sense. People have warmed to him. It's more sense if they make him an anti-hero. How many villains do we need? True. Is my question. And going into phase four and five, we're now getting more and more characters, more and more villains. And I wonder, are we reaching a saturation point with viewers? Like, how invested can we be? So we can't keep all the characters forever. So going into phase four and then five, 
surely we're, we're going to have to cut some dead wood. Okay, so what do you think about more female villains in the MCU? Oh, gosh. F right, female representation in the MCU as a whole is a huge topic. They drop women in as a bit of a love interest and then do nothing with them. I mean, Natalie Portman, we're looking at you. You're an Oscar-winning actress. What are you doing? Um, Rachel McAdams, I I've mentioned already. Just in general, they're just a bit wishy-washy. You know, we had Lady Sif doing absolutely very little in the Thor movies. Yes, we got our Black Widow movie, but we know she's dead already. What's the point? Um, you know, we love Natasha. You could have done something with this. To wrap up, tell the audience more about your theories for Phase 5. Oh, gosh, right, Phase 5. Well, we know we're going to have Blade in there somewhere. Looks like we're going to have Black Knight in there somewhere as well. I'm interested... Um, with Phase 5, how dark it's going to get, because I think with 4, with the multiverse, we're getting a feeling of that. And I think if we're getting into the realms of vampires and what's going to go on there, um, it, it is quite exciting, but I think it, it's got to be handled well because I don't think that people necessarily want to go too dark. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how faithful it's going to be to, to, to the books and whatnot. i tell you what I'm interested to see is Harry Styles. Yeah. He's now being cast as Eros. You know, what they're going to do with that? Because mm -hmm. then we're getting a whole new fan base are going to come and see him just because it's Harry Styles. Also, can he actually act? We saw him in Dunkirk for a little bit. I thought he was decent. I thought he was amazing in Dunkirk. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're trying something new. It's nice that we're going to get new characters and new people to root for or hate. Quite invested in that. But I'm interested to see as well how many of the early phase characters make it that far? Mm -hmm. Because are we just going to get to, again, saturation point with too many characters, too many villains? Are we interested? Are we invested? So, I mean, taking from kind of the end credits of Eternals and what they're showing you there, it looks like they're setting up something big for, for Blade, but then as well, we're going to have... Um, oh, gosh, gone blank. X-Men. Okay. They're getting taken in now. And um, Deadpool, the third movie, because I thought the second Deadpool movie was really weak. So what are they going to do with the third one? And are we going to have more X-Men on the go? So I'm quite excited about that. But if you go in that direction, then are the Avengers even relevant anymore? Do we just, just ditch them entirely? You know, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Who knows? I think, um, I think a lot depends on how Phase 4 performs at the box office as well. Are we going to get, for example, another standalone Venom movie, or is that just going to get absorbed elsewhere? Don't know. We'll see. Thank you so much for your time, Susie. Uh, we really appreciate it, and some of the ideas that you have been sharing have been very amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, that interview was surely insightful, and I'm so pumped for the future of the MCU. I 100% agree with you. There's a ton of things that I'm especially excited for. Well, that will just wrap up this podcast on the MCU. We'll hope that you've learned about some of the possible events that take place in Phase 4 and 5. There also were some fun facts that we hope you picked up from the MCU Vox Pop Quiz. We'd like to shout out to our brilliant audio engineer, Sophia Titoni, Running Fanatic, Brian Havon, Susan Harrison, the Marvel Enthusiast, and those interviewees that featured in our Vox Pop Quiz. 
You'd also have noticed some of the transition music from the grade 7 music class. We used this track from Miza Al Ajman called Retro City. That would be it from us. I'm your host, Hamid Al Khalifa. And I'm Eric Kaun And this has been the voice of RBIS. If you love this, subscribe and download. Keep listening as the podcast on the movie reviews are coming out next.